Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. The Volume. DraftKings Sportsbook an official betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer to help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook now and use code JOHN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code J-O-H-N, JOHN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. How are we doing, my people? Probably not as well as the NFC North. The Detroit Lions fans win a playoff game. Fans, the team, the fans, the city, for the first time in what feels like decades, because it was decades. So congrats to them. We'll dive into that game. Beat Sean McVay, who had no timeouts really at the end of the game. Him and Matt Stafford were blowing those in the second half. And just just a remarkable accomplishment by the organization, who pivoted a couple years ago off Stafford, and now they got a lot to show for it. So just a just a very, very cool sports moment. No way around it. And an awesome season for McVay and the Rams. They, they should hold their head high. A guy who shouldn't hold his head high. By the time you're listening to this, decent chance McCarthy has been fired. The Cowboys, with one of the worst playoff performances, as a home favorite, 
you'll ever see in any sport. That 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 was a jaw dropping ass kicking. And Jordan Love continues to shine. Uh, I I went on with Colin talking about that game. We reacted right after. So this is going to be a lot about the Lions and the Rams. And and I I think the question now is, do we start the clock Belichick to the Cowboys? Because if I would have said that like five weeks ago, it would have sounded a little crazy. I think it sounds really, really possible. As I sit here, January 14th at 10 o'clock at night. It sounds like it's going to happen. If you're like, hey, John, would you bet $5,000 right now that Belichick's the next coach of the Cowboys? I would. I would. I don't think I'm just like living in the moment. What a day. But subscribe to the podcast. We got all of our stuff on YouTube, three and out YouTube page. We got merch, thevolume.com. I got some three and out hats. We're going to be going. A lot of content, a lot going on. So buckle up, pedal to the metal, and uh, let's rip. But first, I got to tell you about my friends at Game Time, number one ticketing app, the official ticketing app of this podcast. Just go to your smartphone, go to your iPad, go wherever you download your applications and download the Game Time app. You want to go to one of these playoff games? Do you live in Detroit? Do you live in Michigan? Are you a Lions fan? You want to witness history? Two playoff wins? I mean, they're probably, they're going to be favored next week. So uh, if you live in any area, you want to see your team play, obviously basketball, college or pro, concerts, Swifties. You see my guy Kyle Juszczyk, his wife is going viral. She makes these incredible jackets for Taylor Swift. Uh, who who knows? Maybe she'll wear one one time at a concert. But if you want to go see her or anyone else in concert, you just download the Game Time app. Promo code John. Promo code John. Twenty dollars off your first pair of tickets. Very easy to use. Cannot recommend them enough. I've used them personally countless times. Use them to get a Christmas gift for my brother. Just download that Game Time app. Promo code John. J O H N. Before we dive into the game, that really was a cool moment. And I think what's cool about the NFL, unlike the other sports leagues, it's very, very difficult to win in baseball if you do not have a, you know, a payroll. It just is. Unless you have Billy Bean or the guys running your organizations like the Tampa Bay Rays, most often you're not going to win. You're not going to be in the playoffs. In the NBA, if you do not have a high-level top-end superstar, your team's usually average or sucks, right? In football, at any moment, you snap the fingers and your team can have a good season. And at any moment, if you get the right GM, the right coach, and you draft well, and you just get a well-run organization, you can just be consistently competitive. And that's what's crazy for how poor and crappy and just consistently awful the Lions have been most of my life. Because when you're bad in football, you consistently draft high, and they hit on a lot of players. But when it came to coaches, when it came to GMs, they were just never a well-run organization. And when they made that move of hiring Campbell and the GM from the Rams, and they decided to trade Stafford, and he asked for a trade, and they decided between two options, and it was the Niners and the Rams, two first-round picks in Jimmy G or two first-round picks in Jared Goff. And because of the connection with the executive and Jared Goff, they went with that trade. And it changed their franchise. And then they used the picks. And I'll never forget. And listen, draft analysts and people that like on the internet talk about the draft, crush your draft if they don't like the players you pick. And I never understood the outrage over the draft with the Lions that went from 6 to 12 to take Jameer Gibbs, who's a stud, and then use the second pick to acquire 
Laporta in the beginning of the second round. Because that draft, including with the Goff trade and hiring Campbell, a visionary who brought Ben Johnson, who's clearly been awesome, and elevated him to offensive coordinator last year, has changed the franchise. Gets their first playoff win in 30 years. They keep showing the 90-year-old who's been a season ticket there holder there for 50-plus years. And it's just an incredible moment for the city. But that's the NFL. You snap your fingers and all of a sudden, the team is good. Right? And it's just about getting the right management and a competent quarterback. Now, if you get a superstar quarterback, you can compete for Super Bowls. I don't know if the, the Lions are quite there yet, but they're clearly competing for the NFC. They're going to be favored at home in the second round. And to me, this has always been and always will be a management league. It's run by the GMs and the coaches. Because of the non-guaranteed contracts, you can turn over your roster with a snap of a finger. And if you're well run around the draft and by making trades, you can do what the Lions have done. Who now look like a team that is going to be a double-digit win squad for the next several years. Now clearly with the Packers' emergence, and we'll see what happens with the Bears this offseason, the division should get better. And the Vikings looks like they have you know good management, a solid head coach, and Brian Flores, clearly a good defensive coordinator. So it's actually a pretty good division. But the Lions, what they have done, for as ugly as it was several years ago when they traded Stafford, it's as fun and awesome to watch as now. And let's face it, they're only going to get better. Their DBs, specifically their corners, are not good. So if they can just go out in free agency or with a trade, get a legitimate starting corner, their defense will be dramatically better. As they talked about tonight, they hang their hat, their run defense is good. Hutchinson is an impact pass rusher. Offensively, they are stacked. And you saw that on full display because the Rams also loaded. The Lions are just as good, if not more explosive because their offensive line is better. And because Jared Goff, for a, you know, a quarterback who's been in the league that long, doesn't cost that much, and is more than competent when you can run the ball, have running backs that can catch, and protect him. He's not Matt Stafford. Like you saw tonight, there's a talent gap. Matt Stafford, when he's playing like he did tonight, and he did down the stretch of the season, is as good as any quarterback in the league. Right? He can get turnover happy, but when he's not turning the ball over, he can go toe-to-toe with any dude in the NFL. Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, you name it. We've seen him down the stretch of the season. He, he did it. But tonight what you saw is a culture change something they stuck with their entire time under Dan Campbell. And McVay, who now has had multiple moments, Andy Reid took a lot of shit for this in his Philadelphia days. And part of it, I would imagine it stuck harder because he had never won a Super Bowl. McVay has, so criticisms don't stick to him as much. And listen, did a remarkable job this year. If you told me you voted for McVay for Coach of the Year, I wouldn't even argue with you. Like I'd be like, I get it. But... In that Ravens game, which they ended up losing in overtime, and tonight, they get to the end of the game, and they don't have any fucking timeouts. And in these tightly contested games that are 24-23, 28-27, if you got a punt and you don't have any timeouts, you are at a massive disadvantage. And then when he chose to not call a timeout and run it down to the two-minute warning, well, you only got one timeout, and it's second down, you're daring Dan Campbell to throw you're daring you know, Mike Tyson to hit you in the face. What do you think he's going to do? He's not going to play it conservatively. He hasn't played it conservatively for the last two years. He's going to be aggressive. So when he told or gave the go-ahead to Ben Johnson, let her rip. 
Let's put the nail in the coffin here. Let's end their season. Was anyone surprised? So, to me, they put him in cell, And it's not always the coach's fault. Clearly, you know, Matt Stafford, sometimes their offense can be a little discombobulated. But, like, part of paying Matt Stafford, obviously an elite player, helped carry them to the position they're in. But it's on him on the field to kind of run the operation. I can't be getting delay of game penalties or force my hand to call a timeout so we don't in the second half of a one-score game on the road. Now listen, they might not have been able to stop him regardless, but you put yourself in a position where you're completely screwed. And they get to go victory formation, basically with a buck 50 left, and just end your season. So to me, McVay and Stafford deserve some criticism because this has cost them twice in the two biggest games of their season. The Ravens game, which they easily could have won, but they don't have any timeouts. And same thing here, is they screwed up in the second half with just clock management. And to me, that's always on the coach and always on the quarterback. And it's just, I'd argue it's unacceptable in the biggest moments when you are a top five coach and a top, the way he's playing, a top five quarterback, costing your team's games. And it it cost them the night. Now, the Lions deserved it, right? They made big time plays when they had to. They came out of that game the night and they, I would say, shoved the Rams around. And they can get in spots because of their offensive line where they physically impose their will. And to get back to, like, Gibbs and Laporte are like two of my favorite players in the league. And I'll never get over to the reaction on draft day to all the pundits. Like, you can't take a running back. You can't. It's one of the worst drafts we've ever seen. So I take the guy at 12 and I add a pick. And then they both score touchdowns in a playoff game. And, you know, Laporta's breaking rookie tight end records. Gibbs looks like the next Alvin Kamara. And my team's headed to the second round. So if I'm Dan Campbell and everyone associated with the Lions front office, it's a giant kiss my ass, internet. Because we nailed that draft. You can have some of those other average players that we didn't pick. So, just a remarkable moment for the Lions. Awesome moment for Jared Goff. And to me, the timeouts and the clock management for the Rams because I think Puka Nakua, I don't even think this is like overstating it, is one of the best rookies. Obviously, his stats speak for himself, but I'm just saying the eye test, the impact he has on a game-to-game basis, and his overall impact on the team I've ever seen. Like, you could put him right up there with Randy Moss, You could put him up there with like Andrew Luck, uh, CJ Stroud. It's absolutely incredible how dominant the player is. Now, he's clearly a tough guy. And his ability to go over the middle, and as as Collinsworth said, like, you know, he knows he's going to get destroyed. Well, you know, it's 2024, Chris. Headhunting's not allowed. So he knows he's not going to get hit high. He knows he just has to get braced for the tackle once he lands on the ground. Now, he benefits a lot, and he's willing to do this, is go over the middle of the field when you know you're not going to get chin-checked, but he's willing to not have alligator arms. And he changed the ramps. Him, Kieran Williams, obviously Cooper Cup and and Aaron Donald are healthy. They had a remarkable season. I'm not trying to, like, diminish what they accomplished. I thought they were going to draft near the top five. I thought they were going to be terrible. Early on in the season, before the season kicked off, I think I single-handedly talked Coward out of it he loved the Rams. I'm like, Colin, have you looked at their roster? I didn't really know who Puka was. Uh, but if you watched the Rams, you found out quick that this kid was remarkable. And to me, he changed the team. He, he really did. They have an awesome coaching staff. You saw tonight, like, 
One thing that was littered so far in the games on Saturday and Sunday, offensive coaches shining. Tonight, McVay, Ben Johnson as play callers. LaFleur against McCarthy. Absolutely ran circles around Dan Quinn. Andy Reid. Last night was easy. Clearly didn't break a sweat. It was negative 50 degrees. And the first game, Bobby Slowick, a Shanahan guy, and C.J. Stroud. This league is about play callers and quarterbacks. And when you have a good play caller and you have a competent quarterback, let alone a high-end guy, it's on like Donkey Kong, baby. And listen, Jared Goff is just a competent, solid starter. He has an elite offensive coordinator. Elite. Like that guy, I don't know how he's going to be as a head coach. I honestly don't know that much about him. Uh, Never met the guy. Don't really know anyone that knows him. But when you watch him call a game, he's a high, high high-end play caller. Now, being a head coach is about much more. It's about leading the group. It's about leading your coaches. It's about making tough decisions. It's about motivation as well as staying on your defensive staff. So it's about more than just handling half the team and only focusing on scoring points. It's clearly hard because we've seen a lot of play callers fail. But if he has any sort of leadership, he clearly has the chops to be a McVay, Shanahan, LaFleur. Because as a play caller, that, that's, that's a special guy. I mean, that's Sean McVay. You watch, when, when Matt Stafford's healthy, you give him Puka Nakua, they're lighting up the scoreboard. And as Dan Campbell said at halftime, listen, you know, basically, we don't got Revis and Sherman out there. We just need to not allow these deep bumps. We can handle allowing 10, 15-yard completions. We cannot give up explosive play touchdowns. Because if we're doing that, we're going to lose. Unless we score 45 points. And in the second half, they just found a way to just limit. So they were still getting, obviously Puka was going off still, but the scoring the touchdowns. Because that is ultimately the downfall of the Lions. And that's why on any given week, hell, if, if they play the Eagles next week and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith were to get healthy, you could score points on them. But you can't run it on them. And offensively, especially at home, because Jared Goff, we know, is not a play and inclement weather guy. Like, listen, I was hard on Tua last night. If you put Jared Goff in Kansas City, probably look the same. But you put Jared Goff in a dome, especially in a home environment in Detroit, he can look really, really good. Now, he didn't look as good as Stafford because he's not as good as Stafford. And ultimately, when they made the trade, the two first-round picks and Jared Goff, I don't think they thought they were getting this. He's been better than they even want to admit. And part of that, you deserve credit for having the mental toughness when... You know, Sean McVay publicly shit on the guy. Acted like the guy couldn't play dead in a Western. Like, acted like he just wasn't any good. And at points in time, he might have been correct, but he gave up on the guy. And any human being, I don't care what industry you're in, when a boss or someone you work with or someone, you you know, a partner or someone you do business with gives up on you, says you're not good enough, we don't want to do business with you anymore, it hurts. I don't care if you make 25 million or you make 250 grand or you make 25 grand. We're all human beings. We all have some self-belief internally. And when you're told that, like, you got two options. You either can kind of go the revenge route, like, okay, wait and see. Right? I'm going to dust myself off, dig myself out of this hole, and you'll see. It might take a year. It might take three. You'll hear from me again. Or you can just go in the tank and quit. And let's face it, a lot of people do that because that's the easy route. And I... If you would ask me when they got Jared Goff, I'd be like, probably not going to go well. But maybe I was just buying into what Sean McVay is saying. But since he's been there, especially after the first season, these last two years with Ben Johnson, 
he, he has been really steady Eddie. He really has. Now, he doesn't always play outside. Guess what? He doesn't have to play outside. This is the NFC. San Francisco, 60 degrees. Dallas, if they had to go there. Indoors. Detroit, they play in a dome. So now their next two games, obviously next week, inside. Big advantage, Jared Goff. And even the following week in San Francisco, what's the worst case weather? 55 degrees and like a drizzle rain? This is not Kansas City. This is not New England or Buffalo. The NFC, when it comes to weather, is a dramatically easier path. So if I'm a Lions fan, the jubilation and the excitement I have for tonight, like I'd get a little greedy. I'm thinking we're winning another playoff game. Now, we'd be, you know, depending on how good the Niners look next week, you know, a seven, eight, nine point underdog. But listen, no one's going to pick us to win. And if we get to the NFC Championship game after not winning a playoff game for 30 years, have a coach who's legit, have a star offensive coordinator, which is going to suck to lose. But I'll say this about Dan Campbell, like he's proven to hire pretty good coaches. And part of like Jim Harbaugh doesn't call any plays. He's just a leader. Now, he's an offensive guy like Dan Campbell. But you know what he's good at? Hiring good staff. So when you have limitations, hire a really good staff. And I I give Dan Campbell credit. So same thing with Sean McVay. What has Sean McVay done consistently since he's got there? Well, he's not a defensive guy. He's the offensive play caller. So what does he do? Wade Phillips. Brandon Staley. I mean, it worked out actually pretty well the year he had him. And then Raheem Morris. He does a really, really, even this year, he turned over his coaching staff with like five or six assistants. I know one of them, Ryan Wendell, a Fresno State guy, his offensive line coach. How much better is his offensive line this year with Ryan Wendell? So your staff is so critical in football. Even if you're a play caller, your position coaches, your offensive line coach, your wide receiver coach, they're preaching your vision and your mission on a daily basis. So I watched two teams that, well, that's high-level coaching. Like the Cowboy-Packer game. I watched one team that was buttoned up, another team that was an embarrassment. Like tonight, like... I'm not making fun or have any look any different on the Rams. Beside, McVay gets a little away with some criticism with the late game management. Something I noticed this year. And I've noticed in years past. But when you get in these positions without any timeouts, it puts you at a huge disadvantage. And ultimately, the Lions made them pay. And now they're going to the second round of the playoffs. The Detroit Lions. Now listen, it's not... I don't think it's that crazy. I know a lot... Like I wasn't alone. I picked them to win the division. So if you win the division, obviously you get a home playoff game. Uh, I, I thought they were going to be good. Now they're probably better than I thought they would be. But and now the way the playoffs have kind of broken, it looks like they're in pretty good position to win another playoff game. So you got to take advantage sometimes when openings occur. Like you, you get a chance and the floodgates open because another team screws up. Might be an easy path for another victory. And the Lions clearly have taken advantage of that. So congratulations to any Detroit Lions fan out there. It's, it's special because, you know, some fans, you know, I had a New England Patriot fan, anyone that listens to the Middlecoff mailbag, asked me if he could quit being a New England Patriot fan. He's like 40 years old and go root for another team. It's like, bro, you've just watched 20 years of ass kicking. You, you can uh, handle a couple tough years. Like being a Lions fan, that, that's hard. That's not easy. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a challenge. And, and the cool part about this team, just no different than the Rams. It's a team you would take a lot of pride in, right? A lot of tough guys. How awesome is St. Brown? What a badass Laporta is after having that injury last week and playing through it this week. Uh, having a homegrown guy on your team in Hutchinson who looks like, I don't know if he's ever going to be maybe TJ or JJ Watt or Miles Garrett, but he's probably in that second tier of 
damn good player, going to make some Pro Bowls and be a guy that we can build a defense around and you know get us double-digit sacks on a yearly basis and just be a high-level, hard-working, grinder, ass-kicker. And then you keep doing a good job on the back end. You're going to have a good team because talent is not their issue. And when you get those couple first-round picks, the other thing you got to do is take advantage of it and get the right players. You see it all the time, like the NBA's king of this. I, I trade a star player, I get 17 first-round picks back. It's like, who'd you end up drafting, right? Like, who'd you pick? Part of the reason Seattle, to me, isn't a you know uh, appealing and, and intriguing job is because when they pivoted away from Russell Wilson, they landed a lot of good players in, with the draft picks. They hit on a lot of guys. So I just look at the Lions like a really talented team. Yeah, they have some flaws. Most The 49ers' second corner is not great. Like Most teams are not loaded in the defensive backfield. I watched their two safeties. They're pretty good now that CJ's back. And the second-round pick from Bama, he's a good player. So it's just corners, in which I would imagine they either draft a corner high, or maybe if a guy becomes available who's a legit corner, maybe you trade your first-round pick for him. Like, you're kind of in that market. And now Jared Goff's done enough to, like, I think you just kind of roll with them till you figure out how you get your, like, tr- or t- take a swing for, like, your type Patrick Mahomes. They kind of feel like they're in the position like Andy Reid was with Alex Smith. They're, they're going to be really good. And you could argue this team might even be a little more talented than some of those early Alex Smith Chiefs team. Now, Andy, you felt better about because you were never going to lose your play caller. The one big question mark this offseason will be, I mean, there was a report within the last month that Ben Johnson wants $15 million. And a lot of people, I know his agent who represents all the Shanahan guys, like poo-pooed it. That's not necessarily true. And I don't even know if like he's saying, I'm a $15 million coach. That's my starting point. But I do think enough people are going to be interested. How does the price go up, right? Anyone ever bought a home? Takes a couple people bidding on it. Right? If you just got one bidder, you know, he's got the leverage. Well, when I got two teams, maybe three teams that want my services, that number might start at $10 million a year and might end up at $14, $15 million. So when the dust settles, I would imagine Ben Johnson is a very, very highly paid head coach next year because they're just going to be teams that are going to want him to be their head coach because this is what Colin Hammer's home. And it's clear when you just watch the NFL. Those type coaches, when you get it right, you're set. Because I can never have turnover with my offensive coordinator once my quarterback starts playing well. It's the big question with Nick Sirianni. I ask it over, what does he do? It's why a lot of people think that if they lose tomorrow, he's going to get fired. And I also think, you know, speaking about that, and congrats to the Lions, I just got to keep saying that because they deserve it. 30 plus years, no playoff, no playoff wins. Think about the Jets right now. The Jets are a laughing stock, right? I think they have the longest tenure of uh, time not in the playoffs. I remember not even that long ago, whatever, 15 years ago, they beat Brady and Belichick in a playoff game. Think about that. I mean, so you can make fun of the Jets. They have they, they were in back-to-back AFC championship games, right, in the late 2000s with Rex and Mark Sanchez. So the, the, the shittiness that the Lions fans have had to go through, I, I just don't think we'll ever see it again. Just go around the league. Look at all the crappy teams. Like how the Houston Texans have made the playoffs a bunch over the last like half decade. The Jags were in an AFC championship game not that long ago. Tampa Bay sucked forever. Won a freaking Super Bowl and signed Tom Brady. So it's 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 a remarkable achievement when you uh, get out of the depths of sucking in sports. But I, I do think the pressure on Sirianni tomorrow 
because you can't lose to Tampa Bay and keep your job. I, I truly believe that. I saw Will Compton. He posted something on Instagram. He, he thought it was crazy. I, you know, he can be sarcastic and screw around, but I think he was being serious that Nick Sirianni was on the hot seat. And I, I don't think it's that crazy. I, I, I really don't because now I think people look back and see so much of his success was predicated on Shane Sykin. And once he loses them, the offense, you know, starts in a tailspin, and then he starts losing the team. And I, I think the pressure now with the Cowboys losing this game, I, I just have a hard time thinking that Jeffrey Lurie and Jerry Jones are not going to want Bill Belichick. I, I, I think Jerry Jones is going to sleep tonight, and by the time you listen to this or watch this, the Cowboy job probably going to become available. I don't see how Mike McCarthy isn't fired. If he's not fired tonight after I'm done recording this, by lunchtime at the latest tomorrow. You can't get curb stomped against the Packers, who have a first-year starting quarterback, are over a touchdown underdog, and have a guy, and Schefter tweeted this, and Schefter knows what he's doing. He said, sources have said throughout the year, that the decision on Mike McCarthy was always going to come down to how the last game went. Do you know what Schefter's tweeting, essentially? Read between the lines. Mike's done. <laughs> and he should be. Like, and I don't get joy. Like, This is not Brandon Staley. Mike's won a lot of games since he's been in Dallas. Three straight years, though. Three straight years. Two in the first round. And both his first-round exits, even if you want to throw away 2021, that was a while ago have been at home. I thought coming into this playoffs, he had to win both home playoff games. And I, I think a huge reason for him, if, if there weren't any coaches available, just like random coordinators, yeah, I could see them rolling it back. But with Bill Belichick available, and Albert Breer tweeting out that the relationship between Bill and Jerry has really, really grown over the years. What is the best way, we talked about this with Jared Goff, you choose two things. Either, Bill, you just quit and say, I'm over it. Or you go pure double fingers, revenge, petty mode. Well, when you think of Bill Belichick, who comes to mind? Just walk away right off to the sunset, count your money? Or pure pettiness, revenge, spitefulness? Belichick, think about this. If Belichick went to the Cowboys and were to have them in the NFC Championship and just in the Super Bowl mix in the next several years, if he ever won a Super Bowl with Dallas... To me, that trumps Brady Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. When you factor in the brand, when you factor in how shitty they've been over 25 years in the biggest moments, how they haven't been to a conference championship game in over two and a half decades, when you talk about the devastating losses over the last 20 years, and when you talk about Jerry Jones, who everyone goes, no one ultimately can win there because of Jerry, which I think is kind of stupid. Like Jerry Jones had nothing to do with this. And Jerry Jones, who claims he's the GM, he ain't watching film. The people he hires to build his team do a good job. That team has talent. Now, the Dak thing, I, I can't see Belichick, you know, extending him and giving him big money if, if he's the head honcho. But here's what I will say. That would be my one concern with Bill. Because, okay, Bill doesn't want to get Dak. We've seen him before in New England when he had to figure out the quarterback position. Cam Newton, Mac Jones. I don't feel that comfortable with him making that decision. But if you just give him a capable quarterback, Jared Goff-like, what Jimmy Garoppolo was three or four years ago, you're telling me 
that he can't have them competitive. Look at the division. Brian Dable, everyone on his staff hates him. They're all leaving or quitting. Nick Sirianni is on the hot seat in year three, and he's a playoff coach. In Washington, who props to the Washington Commanders for hiring Adam Peters. I've known him since I was at Fresno State. He is going to crush it. He's going to be, that's a big time hire. You guys, if you're Commander fans, got yourself a star. Got yourself a star. He texted me back tonight, too. He's fired up. I'd be excited for Adam Peters. I'd bet the house on that guy. It might not be next year. It might take a couple years, obviously. you got a long ways to go. But if you're Belichick, you go, wait, Sirianni, Washington's rebuilding, and the Giants and Daniel Jones and Brian Dayball, who I taught everything he knows? <laughs> what? I think the Cowboys, the bright lights, the brand, and the revenge on Robert Kraft and the conversation around Tom. I think Bill, it's not necessarily, he doesn't view Tom that way. He clearly likes him a lot. If you read the Wickersham article, he told him, you know, some of the quotes in there about when they talked after the game, was it last year when they played in New England? And he basically told him, like, listen, I, I was wrong, but you were better off going to Tampa. That team was better off ready to win. I, I do think he's coming after the Crafts, especially Jonathan Kraft. If you're Bill Belichick, it's one thing. He clearly respects Robert Kraft, right? Even if he disagrees with getting fired, he hates Jonathan Kraft, despises him. If you get a chance to read that Wickersham article, read it. They, they don't like each other. And to me, it'd be about that. It'd be about having success. And when you have success with the Cowboys, because of their brand, the fans, if Bill Belichick goes there, you think people talk about the Cowboys a lot now? I can't even imagine what's coming. But it just makes too much sense. It really does. And honestly, I expect it at this point. And I think some things we hope for, like I kind of wanted to see Harbaugh with the, uh, with the Raiders. By all accounts, people I knew in the NFL texted me like two weeks ago. There were some reports that they might have met during the Rose Bowl week. feels like he's going to the Chargers. Like, the intel I have, not just on the internet, but texting around, like, I would bet on Jim Harbaugh being the head coach of the Chargers. Right? So, if Jerry ain't going to get him, I, I, I think Belichick and the Dallas Cowboys signed me up. And, uh, yeah, what a, what a day. What a moment. That Cowboy thing just kind of changes the landscape of the league. And I think puts all eyes on the Eagles tomorrow. Because I think Jeffrey Lurie would also, and Howie, would be highly interested in Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels' combination, right, if Nick Sirianni loses tomorrow to the Bucs. I don't think they're going to lose. Like I, I wouldn't put money on the Bucs. But how could it shock you right now? That's one game. Like, tomorrow I expect the Bills to win easily. I don't know, how, you know, the weather and stuff, the score might not reflect it. But I don't expect to watch tomorrow and think during the game, oh, the Steelers are going to win. I don't expect that to happen. But the Eagle-Bucks game, I'm prepared for everything. The other thing is when you get this, there's an intensity around it. Like part of McCarthy, there was a pressure. He knows if he fucked up, he was done. What do you think Sirianni thinks? You don't think Sirianni thinks he's coaching for his job tomorrow? 100% he does. So you get down maybe 10 to 3 in the second quarter. Maybe you get a little out of character on a decision. Maybe you get a little tight. It just can unravel fast. Maybe your team starts feeling you. Maybe, you know, they claim they like him. Maybe they kind of tap out on him because they, they have lately. So I am fully prepared for that thing to go full bananas. I, I, I really am. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. 
While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well... I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I've seen a lot of people on the internet. Jed Fish went from Arizona to Washington. And a lot of people around the University of Arizona are obviously really hurt. And they feel they got lied to and played with. And basically how often, like, the players get screwed. This is not 2015. You, the players and the coaches in, in present day can both leave whenever they want. So now you are not allowed. It's very disingenuous to complain about coaches leaving. Players are leaving all the time. I don't care about either. You want to get a better job? Get a better job. The University of Washington going to the Big Ten is a better job than Arizona, which is a basketball school. But I don't want to see media members like, I can't even imagine being the players in the family. Why not? If they're good enough, he'll take them with him to Washington. And they'll get more NIL money. Or they can go to some other bigger school. Like, there are no constraints. You're not handcuffed to the school anymore. It was a fair argument years ago. It was like, wait, I just committed to this guy, and a year later he's bouncing for another job? Totally understood it. 
understand for an 18, 19-year-old to be shell-shocked. This is now a transactional sport. Players and coaches. You can't feel bad for anybody. Free market, everyone's available at all times. There are no contracts. You can transfer whenever you want. Now, I don't think the players are saying that. I think it's the media portraying their own beliefs. It's like, get with the times, guys. It's like I've thought about this with the Peacock thing. I'm not pro-Peacock or anti-Peacock or anti-any of these streaming or pro-streaming. It's just the reality of the business. And I was thinking about it. Like, I understand as a fan being like, I got to subscribe to this. It sucks. I, I, I get that. I, I totally do. I, I saw so many people in the media complaining about it. It's like, you work in the industry, guys. Weren't you the same people like seven years ago? Like, we can't transition to video. Well, we are, and that's where everything's going. So you either transition or you get laid off or stop working, right? Newspapers can't die. They're part of the fabric. No, they're actually dead. <laughs> you either blog, find ways to be on YouTube, start a podcast, or get lapped. Same thing happened in radio. And all these people complain about things that are like, you're complaining about things in the rear view mirror. This is the future. This is the reality. So like these players, if you sign up, ultimately you can leave whenever you want. And no different with these streaming service. Ideally, I wish all this, we had one streaming service, everything was there. That's not a reality. NBC is dying hard. Like they are not going to be around as presently constructed in 10 years. Peacock has to survive for them to keep functioning. And they are a major partner of the NFL. So I understand when they go to the NFL, like we need to do this streaming only service. Would it be easier for everyone in the country if they were on the actual, you know, broadcast NBC channel? Of course. But that channel might not be around in five years. And if they don't start transitioning now, they're dead. Ask all the newspapers that refused to transition 15 years ago how that went. Ask all the radio stations over the last 10 years that refused to slowly transition to streaming, to video, how that's gone. Not well. So I, I, I've never like pom-pom waving. I think a lot, especially, you know, sometimes I have a cocktail or two and I'll react, interact with the people on uh, the old X channel, as my mom likes to call it. This is just, it's just a reality of the world we're living in. So Jed Fish took a better job. And if the, if the players want to bounce, leave. You can tomorrow and go take an NIL deal up there. But no one's feeling bad for anyone anymore in college football in 2024, players or coaches. The volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty 
of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.